everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Female Film Critics Panel. This is where we like to gather some of my friends, content creators, and critics, and we talk about film and our experiences. So much fun. This is a special episode where we are talking about the end of the year, our favorite films from 2021 that we saw. It's going to be so fun. I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and Luis is here. Hi. And Manda is here. Hi. Yay. Thank you both so much for coming on. And it's been a little while since you came, either of you came on the show. So why don't you just introduce yourself real quick? What about you, Louisa? Oh, hi. My name's Louisa. I write for Screen Zealots. Um, don't really have too much else to say. I'm really <laughs> excited to get into this top six because I have a feeling we're all going to have different choices and I cannot wait to talk about it. So yeah, it was tough. Back again. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. And Manda, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, well, I'm an entertainment journalist and film critic. Um, you guys can always find me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, candidxcinema.com. And I'm also an editor over at geekbomb.net, so you can check that out. And this has been the toughest year to make a top 10 or a top five or like anything because everything came out, everything was pushed to this year. So it's just been absolutely insane. So I'm excited to dive into this. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the year in general, how you, how you both felt, because for me, it was, I was joking on Twitter the other day that it was like, everyone, uh, everyone worked through their COVID trauma by creating animated films and musicals. Yeah. And I've never felt more understood by the world. <laughs> it's true. That is my jam. That is me. <laughs> Rom-coms. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh musicals and animation so it's <laughs> tough very tough but yeah i think it's been a really fun year of mm. uh of movies with lots of variety and lots of interesting stuff and it's obviously been great to go back to the movies again yeah and uh, so i'm very curious to see what your top six were and and if you're listening make sure you put your top six in the comments we want to hear what you think mm -hmm. and uh, which ones if you haven't seen been able to see the screeners like we have uh, which ones you're looking forward to seeing mm. we want to hear that in the comments and uh, so let's just dive right in let's start <laughs> and did either of you have any honorable mentions that you particularly wanted to mention Ooh. i know tough question um for me i really enjoyed uh shiva baby um mm. because like everyone said that it's a 2020 movie technically but the release date was 2021 so it's also really challenging sometimes to see when the release date is um but for me like i it was just like anxiety inducing that movie and it was just so engaging um and that's an honorable mention for me where like i just it was just so intense and i fell in love mm. with rachel and and she was like whoa a powerhouse in that movie so yeah. the story is great and it, it was just something that stayed with me for a while when i watched it what about you lisa did you have an honorable mention um it's something you and i were kind of talking about earlier rachel is about there have been a lot of movies with themes this year where there are friendships that are just platonic they never turn into romances and two that almost made my list have that exact theme it was language lessons a little movie from sundance mm -hmm. And then compartment number six. I don't know if you mm, guys have good seen one. those. They were both really good. The same kind of thing. The need for connection. I think a lot of filmmakers are starting to tell those kind of personal stories like that after the horrible year we all had in 2020. Those are two I think that are totally worth checking out and very special in their own way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I haven't seen language lessons, but I have seen part number six. So it's a it's a good one. Uh, for me, honorable mention, I wasn't able to fit Encanto into my top six, which is <laughs> tough because I love that movie so much. And I also loved Dream Horse. Uh, I thought that was very just crowd pleasing, inspirational uh, in the Heights together, together. And my favorite blockbuster of the year was Free Guy. I thought it was so funny, so charming, so yeah. romantic. I just really enjoyed it. So that would be some honorable mentions. But let's dive in. So my number six, and I was actually just talking with Elise about this. I really debated whether to include it or not because it's technically not a full length film. But it, it uh, the animated short Us Again. Oh. was probably the film that uh, that moved me emotionally the most of anything that I saw in 2021. I actually think it it hurt Ryan the Last Dragon a little bit, at least for me, which I think was a perfectly serviceable film mm-hmm. because this was just so special. And I was I was crying the first time I saw it. This beautiful story about these people that are able to dance again and be young again and the way that the choreography and the animation and the music and I just loved it so much and I was just sobbing and then I go to watch Ryan I'm like that was good but oh that short was so good to me Mm -hmm. Uh, I absolutely loved it and it was one of the best films that I saw in 2021 yeah, I, I teared up with that one too. So I, I feel you. I completely <laughs> get that. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't win Best Animated Short, I will to. riot. <laughs> I'm right there with you. It has to. It has to. <laughs> yeah. So good. It was so much better than the short before Encanto, which was just like, what is this? Why are we watching this? <laughs> that, was, that was really upsetting. That actually upset me. It made me feel really bad. Oh it was no! Weird. It was strange. I'm like, this is like a nature documentary. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It was it was weird, but <laughs> I I just I just loved everything about the short. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. So, uh, what about you, Mana? What is your number six? Um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Tick Tick Boom because like. I went into this blind. I watched one trailer. I, I I don't really know much about Jonathan Larson. Rent was never something that was appealing to me. Um, and I never heard of the actual musical Tick, Tick, Boom until this movie. But like that opening song, 3090, absolutely destroyed my soul. Like I was weeping and like I'm, I'm going to be turning like 27 in, uh, you know, next year. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm almost 30. And like it just it, everything that he was saying, like from a creative standpoint, it just, it broke me and then put me back together again and broke me and then put me back together again. And it's just like one of the most beautiful um like in-person theater experiences that I've just, I've had this year. And like, I cried straight through God bless Andrew Garfield for like putting his heart and soul into this film. And Lin-Manuel Miranda did a, I think did a fantastic job uh, directing this and adding his own like style to it at like first, first time out. So like, yeah, this movie destroyed me. That soundtrack has been on loop like every single day. And it's just, there's so much heart, and I think that like sometimes that's what's lacking with these with these films that come out. Um, and yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's it's oh, it's mm. perfect for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's coming up higher on my list, so I'll have more Beautiful. to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Tick Tick Boom so yeah. much. Yeah. It's, oh, 
so, so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Louisa, what, what do I give you? Do you have Tick, Tick, Boom on your list or where? Um, where it's you... probably going to be in the top 10. Um, oh, very good. With Marine okay. Destruction too, especially the scene in the swimming pool. I thought that was like yeah, so one of my cool. favorite scenes of the entire year yeah. in any movie. Really mm-hmm. cool. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, well, he knows his stuff. He can do this. He can do this. Yeah. <laughs> It was really good, yeah. Yeah. Not on so, my top six, though. But close. So what is your number six? So anybody who reads me will probably know, and I don't think this is going to be a very popular choice, but I'm a big Wes Anderson fan. Closer back here. Um, <laughs> so it's The French Dispatch, and nice. it, it, it wasn't, you know, a great movie. It's one of the most Wes Anderson-y Wes Anderson movies <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, so yeah. I really like that. It's just kind of like a, I think I described it as like a hipster coffee table book, like a photography book. So I, I really like that. There's a lot going on in it. I've had to watch it a couple times, but that actually makes my number six. It's super, you know, avalanche of whimsy, I guess is the best way to describe it. But um, yeah, that was my favorite, uh, my number six of the year. What is the, your favorite of the short stories? Of the sections. Oh my gosh. Um, I really <laughs> liked, oh God, that's like hard to choose, you know. I really liked the the first one, like the one Benicio del Toro. Oh, okay. Prison. I thought that was yeah. I know good. it's not yeah. it's not a perfect movie, but it's just so cool to look at. And you know, it's it's a hundred percent Wes Anderson. So mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. not be true to myself if I didn't put that in my top. <laughs> yeah. Well, my number five is similarly true to myself. And a lot of people would dismiss this movie, but I absolutely loved the Christmas rom-com single all the way. And a lot of people would not put this movie in your top six, but it was one of the best romantic comedies I have seen in the last years. And I've seen a lot of romantic comedies and it was so well done. The chemistry was off the charts between Mm -hmm. the two leads uh it was so funny i was laughing throughout when, when jennifer coolidge <laughs> is the fairy godmother in the nativity i thought it was so funny and <laughs> and i thought that luke mcfarlane was really great as the other guy mm-hmm. like you totally understood his perspective he was super hot mm-hmm. and uh and I was just, it was one of the most joyful movies I've seen in a long, long time. And so many of the LPQ narratives are it's rooted in trauma, which is totally valid yeah. and, and understandable. But it was, it was great to see a story that the family was so joyful and so happy for mm-hmm. this couple and for their, for their son slash, you know, uncle slash whatever. And they just wanted him to be happy so bad. And and just the joyousness of yeah. that family. Just I just loved it. And I mean, I have rewatched because I got the preview early. So I've I've watched that so many times. <laughs> I loved this movie. I thought it was just perfect. It was so funny. It was so romantic. It yeah. was so well cast and just had like a beautiful spirit about it that I couldn't not have it on my list. It was one of my favorites. I agree like 100%. I felt so – like there was just so much like – oh my god, so much love and just genuine – like like it's such a genuine family unit too in that movie. Like they just want the Mm -hmm. best for their their son. It's like – Oh, and I love that trope too, like the fake, like the fake boyfriend and all of that. Like, I, me too. I, I just eat it all up. I'm like, this is perfect for me. I watched the trailer. I'm like, yeah, yeah. me have fake boyfriends. We're good to go. I was like, <laughs> I was like it's perfect. But yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. Yes, 
All right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you gotten to see this one yet, Louisa? I have actually. Yeah, it's really yes. fun. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> I'm, I'm so devastated that it has a rotten Rotten tomato score because it does. i don't know i just like people can like whatever they like that's fine but i don't mm. know i just feel like it's so well done like i don't know i, I it know. just seems like you just don't like romantic comedies <laughs> if you don't like this i don't know it's so exactly <laughs> and i mean and to think that happiest season mm. has is fresh and I and I liked some things about that movie, but like just comparing the families, yeah. where that movie the family was so negative, mm-hmm. and such it was just such a negative environment. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe uh, some people think that's braver or more edgy or something like this, but I just I I think that that single all the way is way better. This one, this one has more of like a Christmas spirit. It's like this is a feel good yeah. movie, and it's gonna put a smile on your face. I think that's like like the big yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Amanda, <laughs> what is your number five? Oh, so I watched um, Coda at Sundance, and oh, so good. I, like that was the opening, like the opening night film, and I was like, this is what they chose for opening night. I'm weeping in this last half hour. I was like, oh my god, like what? Am, what am I gonna do for the rest of this uh, this festival? Like you know. So with yeah. this, what really got me first was like the the deaf representation, like the sign language and everything, and having that strong mm-hmm. family unit um, was really moving and emotional. And I love that we got to see. Um, everyone in their element, like even Marley Matlin and, and just giving a fantastic like performance um, in that case. But for me, the one scene that really got me and made me ball because I'm like, I'm, I'm a daddy's girl. So like that father daughter connection. And when he like touches her throat, like in th- like that one scene and she starts singing, like it is just the most beautiful thing that I've seen this year. And it has really stayed with me. So just the entire story, something that's so refreshing too with a storyline like that. It was just so beautiful and heartwarming um, and one of the sweetest films that I was able to watch this year. And it's like, mm-hmm. I loved it so much. So it's definitely top yeah. five for, top six for me. So. I, yeah. I'm glad it, I'm glad one of us mentioned it because it was on my short list and yeah. I I absolutely loved it. And yeah. I mean, you just got our, our uh, my uh, guy from Sing Street. <laughs> so much as her boyfriend I that was fun yeah and uh I liked that it it wasn't a movie that was precious about people with disabilities you know what I'm saying like something like I am Sam where they're like it's almost like the disability makes the magic or something which is so grown worthy I hate that Mm -hmm. this they were like real people that I could relate Mm -hmm. to and I don't know it was very moving and and lovely yeah so I that's a good pick very good pick um, Louisa, what about you? It's also my number five pick, Coda. <laughs> Everything about it. And what I think, it's very heartwarming and crowd-pleasing, but the writing is yeah. so frank and like honest and open. And I really love that. And having a cast of of people that actually do mm-hmm. speak in sign language, I think that's, I, I, I absolutely loved it. Everything you guys said about it, completely agree. Great movie. Everybody needs to see it. It's yeah. it's just, it's special. It's really yeah. special. Well, my number four is actually a documentary. It's The Summer of Soul. And I just can't believe that all these years, how much I've heard about Woodstock and 
the same year this incredible festival was going on and I had never heard about it in my life. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to me. And what an incredible documentary. I mean, the music alone is absolutely incredible. And I tell people, I'm like, even if you don't particularly like soul music, there's like so many different kinds of music. There's like rock and pop and uh, gospel mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. blues. There's so many different kinds of music in the, in the documentary. And I felt like they, they had like a very good balance between like newer perspectives, like someone like Lin-Manuel and different people talking about how, you know, their experiences, but then also people that were there and sharing their mm-hmm. experiences and then, you know, vintage clips. And, uh, and of course then all the music and you had people like Gladys Knight and, and other people like that. And, I, I just, I, I thought it was incredible. It was an incredible experience to watch. It was an incredible movie. And uh, I just feel like a better person for having mm-hmm. watched it. <laughs> I so. completely agree with you. It blew me away. It yeah. really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which means it probably won't get nominated <laughs> because the, the Academy is so ridiculous. The, the, the documentary branch is by far the most absurd branch of the Academy. They almost yeah. always get it wrong. <laughs> and, but anyway, uh, so Amanda, what is your number four? So number four is very personal for me. I have to at least have one comic book movie in my mm-hmm. top six. Um, and for, uh, for Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, I campaigned hard for that movie. Um, and after everything Zack went through, it was actually like one of the first big uh, screening opportunities that I've ever gotten in my life this year. And it just it just kept adding to like the emotional connection to like um, the fandom and then to, to Zack Snyder and to the entire cast in this case. Um, so even though it was four hours um, and it was uh, it was a, a tad bit long, I think that just having the final product after everything that he went through and dedicating it to his daughter, I think it was just really just an emotional journey with him and with the fan base. And it's, uh, it's up there for me where I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, even though it is four hours, but I loved every (laughs) second of it. And, uh, I'm just happy that he was able to get his full vision and, uh, you know, just finally Mm -hmm. out and everyone can move on now. And then (laughs) everyone can move on. I think that's the important thing. If he wanted to do more, sure. But if he doesn't, then like one done, this is it. And I'm just really happy that we got it. So, yeah. yeah, I I mean I've not been a big fan of Zach's work, I must admit, mm-hmm. but yeah. I I like I liked the Justice League. I, yeah. I it's obviously a little overstuffed, but mm-hmm. you're watching it at home. Yeah, no big deal. Like I don't know, I just, just want pause like, snacks. <laughs> and so I actually I gave it a positive review. I felt awesome. like it did the job that it was supposed to do, and that's what yeah. I look for in these uh these when i look at movies you know when i go see paw patrol the movie i'm not looking for the same things as when i go see belfast you know like i have different criteria totally no you're absolutely (laughs) right yeah uh and uh, i mean anything can be done poorly or be done well but um, Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i i thought that it uh, it, i enjoyed it so yeah i i can see why that's your pick for sure uh lisa what about you what's your number four um, my number four is going to be licorice pizza. Ah, ooh, um, yes. I there's something this year that's resonating with me about these sort of messy and imperfect movies, but they're just so charming. Like this movie is just filled with so much detail. It's all mm. over the place. It meanders. It, you know, it's 
but it, it's all the little things that just make it so, so memorable. And it made me feel so good and nostalgic. And like, I was just wrapped in this warm blanket, really, really liked it. I did not expect to, but I've got to put it on there for all those reasons. Yeah. I enjoyed it too. Uh, it's not on my list, but I did enjoy it. I, I liked her, the stuff with her more than the stuff with him personally. Mm-hmm. I thought that her side was more interesting. Uh, and particularly, I thought anything with the con- with the councilman, I thought that was the best part oh, of yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah. In yeah, my yeah. opinion. That was great. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, my number three is one I, you, I don't know if you two have seen. Uh, it is an, an anime film that's not going to get distributed in the U.S. Uh, completely until January, but it's called Bell, and it's by the great anime director Mamoru Hosada. And I got to see the the personal experience I have with the film definitely impacted my viewing, but I still think it's, it's just generally a really good film. But uh, I got to see it at Animationist Film Festival in uh, October, and uh, Hosada was there, and he introduced awesome. the film, and he was talking about how. Beauty and the Beast from Disney was so influential in inspiring him to become an animator. And, uh, and so then we watched the film and the whole theater was like packed every seat. Everybody was just on the edge of our seats. So invested, so involved and it had been very long time since maybe Endgame that I had been to a movie where there was that kind of audience investment, you know, mm-hmm. in the film and, uh, and, uh, so that all added to the experience for sure, but I just loved it so much. The animation is absolutely beautiful. The music is absolutely beautiful. And it's kind of a, a uh, beauty and the beast meets the matrix. <laughs> it has a sci-fi kind of element to it. And there's wow. this, uh, there's this, um, yeah, cool. uh, other yeah. dimension, this other world that <laughs> she goes into and she gets to be this kind of diva, uh, singer in the other world and she's kind of afraid to sing in the real world anyway uh the music is absolutely beautiful and it's a beautiful movie and i loved the message and it's all about he loves talking about the way that we kind of communicate with each other he has another movie called summer wars he has wolf children these mm. really beautiful movies about uh about relationships and our um the way we interact in modern world. And, and this is definitely uh, his masterpiece, I think. And I just wow. absolutely loved it. I thought it was incredible. So I love okay. that. yeah, mm-hmm. it probably will get ignored by the Academy because they <sighs> hate anime, but um, I loved it. So <laughs> That's a pretty strong endorsement. So I'm going to go yeah. check that one. Out. I yeah. have not seen that, but I'd want to now. So yeah. Yeah. I think you'll, I think you'll really like it. It is a little long in the tooth. That's, that's a valid critique, but I was just like you were saying with justice league, you know, I was so invested that it yeah. didn't bother me that it was kind yeah. of, it was a little bit self-indulgent with the length. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mana, what is your number three? So I'm going to another big franchise. It was my most anticipated. Um, and I adore Denis Villeneuve. Uh, so it's Dune coming in at number three. Um, I, I read the book during lockdown here and I'm like, I have time to kill at home since I can't <laughs> go anywhere. So I read a thousand pages in like three months and I got hooked. And then uh, I, I absolutely adore Timothy Chalamet. So it was really cool to see him as Paul Atreides and this cast is fantastic as well. So the score alone from Hans Zimmer just 
I don't know what he did, but like the anxiety that I felt while watching this movie and like I would get goosebumps. I've watched it three times now and it's like the goosebumps that I got while watching this movie. The visuals are beautiful. You have this like massive scale with such like I personally think like an intimate story that he adapted fairly well. It's always hard to adapt um, books of that length, like a series of books as well. So it's just, I know that book adaptations aren't the best, but uh, I think he did it quite well. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to part two, but Dune was just something that I didn't expect to love as much as I did reading it and now watching it. So it was it was a feast for me, visually, storytelling wise, like just everything about it really hit. And uh, I, I did feel the runtime. I'm not going to say that it was like absolute perfection. It wasn't like I'm, I'm not saying that, but I did feel the runtime towards the end. But they did a great job, and it has stayed with me. And that score, my God, I really hope. And I know Johnny Greenwood has like a massive. It's the massive competition between Zimmer and Greenwood this year for like Spencer, even Power of the Dog, but. Zimmer needs that second one, and I think that the uh, the Academy might give it to him for Dune. We'll see, because I thought it was extremely well done. So, yeah, yeah. When I because I did not enjoy the book of Dune, and right. I, we read it for book club one year, and I just mm-hmm. about died. It was so boring to me. <laughs> the like, spice Nothing is happening. They're just talking about it so much. <laughs> so I went into the movie with some hesitation, especially mm-hmm. knowing. Villeneuve's kind of style mm-hmm. uh, it, you know that he tends to like sort of more slow paced I'm like yeah. man that's going to be a combo but I have to say <laughs> I did end up enjoying it Yay. I think it's I don't think that you could make Dune better I think this is as good as you could make the story <laughs> yes. and so like it, sure. I, you know, <laughs> I don't know like talk about what are you trying to be and did you do it? They did it. Like if and people say, oh, well, there wasn't enough character development. There is no character development in the book. Like <laughs> you can't make them characters that they're not. Exactly. Like that's who they are in the yeah. story. And so you, if, you, if you have, honestly, I feel like if you have fault with Dune, you just, it's, it's just not for you. You're just not a Dune person. And that's totally val- yeah. valid. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, that's the story. The story <laughs> is about talking about spices <laughs> and, uh, and diplomacy true. and yeah. what it is to lead mm-hmm. and to lead people. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. <laughs> that's I need how a I feel t-shirt that says I'm a Dune person now. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Do it. I would I buy a merch store immediately. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lisa, what is your number three? So my number three is Belfast. Hmm. I absolutely loved everything about this movie Uh. from like the opening frame. Um, It's, it is absolutely gorgeous to look at. Just beautifully directed. The characters are wonderful. I know it's semi-autobiographical. Everything about this movie, just, I, I loved it. I could watch it over and over and over again. Um, I don't know. What did you guys think of that one? I'm always curious. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very sweet. I think Mm -hmm. that uh, that Jamie Dornan and Katriana Balfe, I believe is her name. Mm -hmm. I think that they might be my picks for best actor and actress. Mm -hmm. Um, That are in the Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand and Macbeth. I think those were the those were the sets of performances that I think were the best. Uh, And they did a very good job. 
I, I, and of course, all the nostalgia. I did a, a video on my channel about comparing Belfast to Cinema Paradiso. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the two are actually extremely similar mm-hmm. about how cinema and growing up and your, you know, your experiences uh, and how it kind of narrates your life, the films you see. And, and so I, uh, yeah, I thought it was very sweet. I, I think that I have little, I mean, I have little nitpicks here and there. Like, I don't think yeah. that if your child, if there was this chaotic looting scene that you would pick that moment to take him back to return the item yeah like you wouldn't want to go back into the dangerous situation like i think you'd wait and then do it later like that didn't feel there were a couple of things like that where i was like i don't feel like that's with this character and their choice Mm -hmm. but eh, i still overall really enjoyed it yeah i'm with you yeah Mm. and also the other thing i had with that movie is that i just felt like even though i really enjoyed the songs they didn't seem very irish to me so it was a little i thought the music was a little weird Oh, yeah. Liam Morrison is from Belfast, though. He's like Belfast born. I did not know that yeah. either until I looked it up. So. It's like research like, everything afterwards. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess you just, maybe, maybe that's my own biases, but you just expect a certain type of Danny Boy-like music in an Irish story, which is probably not right on my part, but I don't know. The music took me out of the movie a few it's times. It's so good. Everybody watch it anyway. It's really I good. It. I love it so much. I do. Yeah, it was very yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah. That little boy is adorable. He's great. Fantastic. Yeah, adorable. I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad one of us picked it because it was really good. Yeah. Well, my number two was my number one for a long time. Mm. uh and it's the mitchells versus the machines so good. i i absolutely loved this movie so much i interviewed the director i liked it so much i wanted to talk mm. to him mike rianda i love the animation uh the um the the like the little details that are hidden in especially in her movies that she makes are so great and just the the family dynamic i think anybody that's from like a big family can really relate to the experiences i loved all the characters i loved her dad i loved her mom i loved aaron it was so sweet her brother and their relationship was so sweet um i thought it was really funny i thought it was really heartfelt i thought it had like sci-fi elements that were well done uh i i don't know i just had very little flaws with it and i've seen it many times i've seen it more than any other film this year because i keep wanting to show it to people so i've watched it with my nieces i watched it with my parents i watched it with um i got to see it on the big screen animations film and that was incredible and hear from uh phil lord was there talking about it and uh that was incredible uh that's a great festival even if you like aren't the biggest animation person like mm-hmm. it was so well done and well executed and great it is in october i will definitely be going every year from now and it was fabulous uh but i just loved mitchell's versus machines i thought it was incredible so it's my number two <laughs> it's so good it really surprised me yeah. this year i didn't expect to love it as much as i did too so yeah, yeah. you're lucky you sat on the big I totally screen expected that. <laughs> Yeah, I expected yeah. that to be on your list, Rachel. I did. Last night, I'm like, I know she's going to talk about that movie. I like that did not surprise me at all. Right. <laughs> I've only been talking it. about it all year. <laughs> so I wish everyone could have seen it on the big screen. That's yeah. too bad that it got the. But uh, but Lisa, what's your number two? So I'm going really dark with my top two. I feel like I had all these kind of like happy 
crowd pleasing, <laughs> you know, kind of feel good movies in a way. But my number two is extremely dark, very violent, very gory Nightmare Alley. Um, I don't know if you have had the chance to see that yet. It is just amazing. You know, um, I guess, gosh, I don't even know how many years ago it was now that The Shape of Water was my favorite movie. So huge fan of the director. Um, it's everything about this is just it's fantastic. Um, the casting, the acting, the costumes are unbelievable. Like it, it is it's just it is there's just, again, so much detail, so much richness to the story. Highly recommend it. Very, very dark again. Very, very violent, but easily one of the best movies I've seen in a long, long time. Long time. Oh, man. I missed the screening. I was so sad uh, last because of just everything I have to do for my podcast. I didn't make it, but I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah. Well, all right. The big, this is the big one. The number one, you probably figured it out because I said I was going to mention it. <laughs> my number one is Tick, Tick, Boom. Yes! <laughs> my number one. <laughs> I absolutely loved this movie. I related to it so much as somebody who's a creator who's trying to mm. do something with my life uh, that may not make sense to other people. Uh, I, that just Jonathan's desire to make something and have, and, and make the world better through what he's created and was mm -hmm. just, I related to it so much and it was so beautiful. And, and uh, like, I loved the fact that they allowed him to be a little bit of a narcissist, like be a little, yeah. you know, but, but that felt very real to me because I think that's true with creators in general. <laughs> um, but, uh, but there was always that good person that would win out in the end and uh, his relationship with Alexander ship uh, his relationship with Robin de Jesus, who was so good as well mm -hmm. as his best friend. I was so moved by that relationship and, and, uh, that story and, and him dealing with the fact that like this disease is taking so many of his friends felt so relevant, of course, now, I mean, I'm mm -hmm. lucky that I haven't had anybody that's died of COVID in my life, but it's just sort of part of the, the atmosphere that we're in. And so mm -hmm. I connected with it on that level. I, I loved all of the songs that were so great. Like you were saying about 30, 30, happy birthday, 30. That yes. was great. I had the therapy song was so mm. good. I loved that. I, I thought the, that Vanessa Hudgens slayed it with come to your senses. Unbelievable. Yeah. I was bawling. It was so funny. They made us, Netflix made us go through all of these hoops in order to go to the, um, to the screening. Mm-hmm. We had to have, uh, in the theater, we had to have uh, a COVID test and a vaccination card. And a anyway, get there. And it's oh, me man. and my friend Patrick. That's it. In the theater. Oh, my <laughs> God. The, the critics there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad we went through all that. Anyway, it was pretty funny. But I just, it was one of those movies that I just stayed in my seat for a, quite a while. And they're, like, yeah. getting ready to clean and everything. And I'm just kind of, like, trying to absorb this experience because... It was so beautiful and I I just I loved the way that they did it with taking Tick Tick Boom and Jonathan's life and morphing mm -hmm. them together in this yeah. in this uh, way and I mean Sunday the Sunday Sunday brunch scene was so great and I'm like looking okay. at all oh that's that's the Hamilton girls and that's <laughs> that's Bernadette Peters and that's yeah. you know oh it was so fun that's the guy from Hades Town you know as <laughs> uh, so as a as a Broadway nerd I was I was really excited yeah. about that and i just loved it i loved everything about it i i thought uh 
It was chef's kiss. Yes. It's a tick, tick, boom. <laughs> yes. Yep. So that's my number one. Mana, what is your number one? So my number one is Belfast. I didn't want to give it away ah. before, but yeah, but Belfast, like, it, I don't know what it was, but it just hit me in the feels. And it's just the fact that, like, I think it's because of, like, even Siren Hins and Judy Dench, they gave great performances as, as the grandparents. And it's yeah. just the fact that, like, they made, they built such a beautiful life there on that one strip. And, they they tried their hardest to make ends meet and and tried you know to to make a life for for their children as well and and uh, you just see the generational pull and the struggles and all of that but at the same time as like we see Jude Hill who's an absolute doll um, he's looking at so cute yeah he's like watching Star Trek on television and and he's going to the theater <laughs> and watching Chitty, like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and like all of that and experiencing these films for the first time and like. I think while watching it, I felt how personal it was for Kenneth Branagh, and I think that's just such a beautiful thing to be, to like, a, for him to even express his own life on screen in the way he did, like right down to a Thor comic book, which made, which really got me, and I didn't expect yeah. to like start crying over that. I'm like, oh my god, he was reading Thor as a kid, and then he made the movie, and I'm just like, it was just such a great moment. Um, it was beautifully shot. Uh, all of those moments in the cinema, like the way he captured just the beauty and the magic um, that we all love and feel on screen through Jude Hill's eyes. Like it was just such a beautiful moment for me multiple times that they went. Um, but it was fun. It was also like emotional at the same time. And uh, yeah, it's like my favorite movie of the year. I didn't expect to love it as much mm-hmm. as I did. So I love Belfast. And thanks, Kenneth Branagh. I don't know who couldn't relate to that movie. Like, I just feel right. like anybody can relate to yeah. at least one of the characters or one of the parts of, yeah. of the, the movie. Yeah. And it, certainly it's, it feels like it's made for cinephiles. Yeah. I, I, the minute I saw it, I'm like, this is going to win best picture. I mean, yeah, I would agree. be that shocked if that does not win best picture because I mean, yeah. it's got, it has everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's funny too. It's actually unexpectedly funny. So I'm really glad that was your number one choice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy you made your list too. So that was perfect. (laughs) You might be on my short list. Yes. I really did enjoy it. Yeah. So, all right, Lisa, what is your number one? Oh my gosh. I'm ending this on a bummer. I feel so bad. (laughs) My favorite movie still resonates with me. I absolutely love it. Love the lead performance is Pig with Mm, Nicholas Cage. Um, Mm. it it's it's so sad but so meaningful I mean it just punched me in the gut when I saw it and you know you talk about just sitting in a theater after a movie I was like oh my gosh one of the first ones I saw I think after I returned to theaters after COVID Mm -hmm. um it there's just something about it you know I mean it does have a pig napping but there's so much more to it and his performance is by far my favorite of the entire year one of the best things Nicolas Cage has ever done um, I know you guys have seen it, so yeah. Curious. So I put it off because I just felt like for some reason that I wasn't gonna like it, and I didn't want to be the you know the spoil sport. Um, <laughs> so I put it off, put it off. Finally, for awards time, I watched it, and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, it surprised <laughs> me. It yeah, it surprised yeah. me. So yeah, I mean, it's actually kind of a love story. Yeah, between this man and his pig. <laughs> 
it's also such bad. Bad. It's true. yeah and it's a fresh yeah, story yeah. like i didn't know about the underground ring with all yeah. of that like i didn't know any of that so i was like this is something right. new and interesting and they made it so emotional like what yeah <laughs> no they did yeah, it was good, and yeah. I agree. Definitely one of the best performances of the year. Yeah. Him and Andrew Garfield would be my yes. yeah. would yeah. be battling it out for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, no, yeah. very dumb. for sure. So uh, I I I approve of your choice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, let's go over our picks once again. So for me, I have us again at six. I have single all the way at five. I have Summer of Soul at four. Bell at three, the Mitchells versus the Machines at two, and Tick Tick Boom at one. Are you Amanda? Uh, so I have Tick Tick Boom at six, Coda at five, Zack Snyder's Justice League at four, Dune at three, Judas and the Black Messiah at two, and then Belfast at one. Oh, did we skip you for two? Did I don't know if I. Maybe. I don't remember you I talking don't. about really? Judas. Anyways, no, I really, I really love Judas and the Black Messiah from earlier, like this year. I know it's like early on, but I, I really loved it. And Daniel Kaluuya, God bless him. I really love the style of the film too. So that's like the he deserved version. that Oscar. He really did. I think we did that. I don't remember you talking about that. Yeah, no. It's okay. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> no, don't apologize. I just did a little quick version. Daniel Kaluuya is a king. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good pick. Oh. <laughs> All right, Lisa, what's yours? Okay, I have to go back to my list. Like, this is so bad. Number six is The French Dispatch. Number five is Coda. Number four, Licorice Pizza. Number three, Belfast. Number two, Nightmare Alley. And number one is Pig. Very good. Very Yay. good. Well, thank you so much to both of you. This was really fun mm-hmm. to get to do. I really enjoyed it. We we didn't have that much overlap, which is I think shows the year that it's been. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So, Pretty much so. Uh, let us know if you're listening, what your picks would be and what you think of our picks. If you're outraged <laughs> in the comments, <laughs> uh, but uh, make sure like, please like this video, please subscribe to the channel. I would really appreciate it. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. Appreciate that so much. And Manda, where can people find you? Yeah, well, this was an absolute blast. This is the first time that I've actually like condensed my list and actually looked at it to see where I can uh, <laughs> place them. So thank you. Um, you guys can always find me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And you can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com. Great. And Louisa, what about you? And you can find me all over social media and the internet at screenzealots.com. And thanks again for having me, Rachel. I wore my ugly sweater for you today. (laughs) Just for you. So if you hear jingling, that's totally me. (laughs) Yes, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, and thanks. It was such a great discussion. I really enjoyed it. And we'll look forward to more female film critics panels coming up next year. And hope you all have a great Christmas. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.